Welcome to the Doer Series, a science-based guide to overcoming procrastination for good. I'm Dr. Jordan Gabriels, here to guide you on your journey to understand more deeply why you procrastinate and to develop the skills necessary to overcome it. The content in this series is adapted from the Doer mobile app. The app provides a straightforward program to help you put into practice the skills you will acquire from these episodes. So, to get the full experience, download the Doer app, which is linked in the podcast description. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the lesson. Welcome to lesson eight. In this lesson, you're going to learn how to effectively use motivational self-talk. However, before we get to self-talk, let's start with a motivational talk. The point of the story is it's so easy to see what somebody else should do. It's so easy to cheer for somebody else. We all do that, right? We cheer for our favorite sports teams. We follow our favorite influencers and authors. We plan birthday parties for our friends. We take on extra work from our colleagues. We support everyone around us. We do not know how to do it for ourselves. The most motivating force in the world on the planet based on research, hands down, is empowerment, encouragement, support, and celebration. And for our entire lives, we have outsourced that to somebody else. Somebody else. Motivational talks like this can be really enjoyable to listen to, although for a long time, I thought they were a little stupid. I thought they were stupid because for fleeting moments, it made me feel like I was successful, as though I had already done something great. That feeling of satisfaction removed the need to actually do anything, so I saw it as empty satisfaction. However, in recent years, I've come to think there is actually some wisdom in this content. Motivational self-talk can be a powerful alternative to how we usually talk to ourselves. When we're procrastinating, very often our self-talk is hypercritical. The mind of a chronic procrastinator often sounds something like this. If I start this now, it's not going to be good quality anyway, and I'll probably just have to redo it later, and it's not worth starting. I am so lazy. I wish I had started earlier. There is no point in trying anymore. I'm going to fail anyway. That's not good enough. You have to get this right. You have to get this perfect. If you don't, you're going to be uh, judged as being incompetent. As you learnt in Lesson 3, this type of self-critical talk can backfire. It makes it even harder to get on top of things. To understand why that is, I asked Dr. Jeremy Stevenson, an expert on the science of self-compassion. Yeah, I think that self-criticism for most people most of the time is not really going to help. Just basic human or animal psychology is we're going to avoid the things that punish us. So if we're associating some task with self-criticism and being punished, then we're probably going to be more inclined to avoid that task. There's this nice thought experiment where you imagine being a parent and you've got a child who is playing sport. You're just trying to imagine, like, would you rather your child have a coach who is, like, really critical of them, shouts at them and so on, or would you rather have a coach who's, like, really supportive and encouraging? And, yeah, obviously most people are going to choose the latter. 
Motivational self-talk replaces self-criticism. It's often a more helpful way of talking to yourself that can actually make it easier to get past the starting threshold. In this unit, we're going to teach you the skill of generating your own motivational self-talk that spurs you towards action. Motivational self-talk can really be anything that spurs you towards action. Although the most effective self-talk has three defining characteristics. The first characteristic is that it separates your behavior from you as a person. Self-critical talk often draws big global conclusions about our personal qualities. For example, when we fail to complete a task, we tell ourselves that we're lazy or worthless. Big conclusions like that generally aren't that helpful because they don't leave you anywhere to go. Instead, it is more helpful to focus on specific behaviors. Concluding that you need to start homework assignments earlier is a much more productive conclusion than I'm a fundamentally lazy person. That leads to the second characteristic. Effective self-talk focuses on what can be done in the future rather than dwelling on what hasn't been done. You can't change the past, but you can change whatever is happening right now and in the future. Finally, the third characteristic of effective self-talk is that it gets rid of phrases like I have to, I should, and I must, and replaces them with positive phrases like I choose, I would prefer, and I will. For example, rather than saying I have to get this done, you could say I choose to work on this task. Stringing those three characteristics together, we can replace self-critical phrases with positive self-talk. For example, I should have started this weeks ago. I can't believe I've let it get to this point. I'm so lazy. Can be replaced with a phrase like this. Just because I haven't started doesn't mean anything bad about me. I will focus on making a small start right now. Let's listen to a few more examples of self-talk that uses the three characteristics. I may still feel overwhelmed with the task. I can like just work through that first piece. I can get it done and like enjoy the outcome. I'm not going to let perfect be the enemy of good. I'm just going to focus on making progress. I know I am capable. It's true that I'm tired, but I can still start my study. What happened happened. I'm not going to dwell on it. Instead, I'm going to focus on what I can do from here. At first, talking to yourself in this way might feel a little unnatural. You might even struggle to think of something encouraging to say to yourself. If you do, you can start by imagining that a friend of yours was being self-critical. Write down what you would say to them to encourage and motivate them to move forward with a task. As Jeremy pointed out, we are often good at being motivational and encouraging towards others, but less good at directing that towards ourselves. Personally, I find it easy to imagine encouraging my nephew Malachi. So when I am stuck in a rut, I imagine what I might say to him if he was facing a similar task. Then I turn that compassion and encouragement towards myself. That might sound a little weird at first, but trust me, it works. So to recap, self-criticism makes it hard to start because it builds up even more pressure around the task. It creates the need to escape by procrastinating. To get yourself unstuck, 
you can replace self-criticism with motivational self-talk. Effective self-talk has three characteristics. It separates your behavior from who you are as a person. It focuses on what can be done now and in the future, rather than dwelling on the past. And it replaces phrases like I have to and I should with I choose to and I will. To get you in the habit of using motivational self-talk, in your upcoming reflections, we will guide you through replacing self-criticism with encouragement. So that's it for this lesson. Go forth and encourage yourself. I hope today's lesson resonated with you. For the full experience and for additional tools, make sure to download the Doer mobile app. It's designed to support your journey every step of the way. Find the link in the podcast description.